What an incredible season. Don't you just love Christmas? Get to eat so much. But it's such an incredible scene. Sometimes, you know, the church gets sidelined into Christmas. Most, most of the busyness of our Christmas season has nothing to do with church. And sometimes it, it, it's almost like it's a tactic to take our focus off of what Christmas really means. And I know as Christians, we say, sometimes would say, well, we don't need a special season to remember Jesus. I'll tell you, we do. You know, we need to have that time, I believe, to really get our focus, you know, on what Christmas is about and what took place on that first Christmas, enabling us to be who we are, do what we're called to be, do what we're called to do. So it is, such, it is such an incredible and powerful season that, you know, we have to, I believe, be purposeful in our remembering and reflecting and connecting with what took place, purposeful in it. And so that whole, whole idea of, you know, reading the book of Luke, one chapter every day, once you've eaten your chocolate out of your little box, or your calendar, or whatever. We're just taking some time to read a chapter and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and reveal more and more of the goodness of God. And I believe it will empower us. And, you know, we haven't got time. No, we should have time to read 80 verses of the first book, uh, book chapter of Luke, but uh, we won't. Maybe we should. Who's got the best reading voice in English? Hey? It's not me, so we're not going to read it out loud today, this morning. But be sure to read it today. Be sure to read it today. Maybe if you've got children, read it with them. You know, put down the Alpha outfit. And read the book of Acts. Uh, read that too. You can do that next week. But read, read the book of Luke. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Amen. This even I, I just love the first chapter of Luke and all that all that is in there and all that it speaks to us about. And it brings our focus into the power of what God did to bring about his intention for mankind. So I want to talk a little bit about the Word today because the Word is spoken of a lot in, uh, in, in well, all through the, the Christmas story. And I love the way that uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 37 is written in the Amplified Classic Bible. And it's a scripture which we would talk about a lot, really, because we're believers and we have faith. 
And it's this response that Mary has to the angel And what the angel brings back to her, because she gets into a conversation, if you like, with God. And in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, in the Amplified Classic translation, says, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Some translations just take that verse and say, with God, nothing's impossible. And that is true. That is so powerful. The way they amplify, just if you like, I guess, well, that's what does amplifies it. (laughs) For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. And we need to be a people who know the word of God and what God's word is over our lives. What his word is, if you like, as it be, as is his word. And also his word for us as individuals, because each and every one of us have the, have the word which we are to live by, and we also have the words that he has spoken to us. How many of you got words that God has spoken to you which are yet to be fulfilled? And sometimes those words tarry a little long time. They go, it's a little bit of a long time before you see those things take place. But God has spoken a word, you know, generations before this word came to being. But for with God, nothing is impossible, ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power. Every word from God has power. Every word you speak has power. Every word you speak has power, and that's why the Bible talks to us, be, be careful what we speak. Also, be very careful what you allow other people to speak over you. I know a lot of people who've, been, who, who've, who've gone through things and been troubled in areas of their lives where they've caught hold of a word which has been spoken over them, which has been a total lie, or I'd probably rather say a load of baloney, just maybe to make somebody feel a little bit better or feel like they've got, so that they have some sort of control over a situation and they speak words which just flow out of, 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 a, of all sorts of wells that are within them. But once they're released, they have power. Words are powerful. So, the, so, the, so every word of God is powerful, every word of God is powerful. Uh, and, and every word of God, the power of the word of God will overcome the power of any cranky word that you've got. So for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And a word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So this word is spoken to a young woman who was destined for greatness. And this woman, of course, we know to be Mary, the mother of Jesus. Of course, she didn't know she was Mary, the mother of Jesus at that point. You know, it's easy for us to read the scripture in Luke chapter 1, knowing what we know. But she didn't know. She didn't know the fulfillment, if you like, of what was going to take place. She was, she was if you like, receiving that word blind. And, of course, this angel had turned up to her and told her that she was going to carry... 
the Son of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, what a thing to be told. What a thing to be spoken over your life. And most people would, put upon, would say, well, that's crazy. Maybe I ate too much cheese last night. Or I'm just hearing some crazy voices. It's just something which isn't, isn't, isn't right. But, you know, she is, she is hearing the angel Gabriel turns up and speaks to her. And, and, and he's telling her that she's going to carry the Son of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe, you see, God is looking for people in who the Holy Spirit can start working. He's looking for he's looking for individuals in whom the Holy Spirit can work. I, I don't believe he just picked Mary randomly. I don't believe he just picked Mary out of somebody who happened to be in that blue dress or whatever on a donkey. He didn't just pick her around. God doesn't pick people randomly. God is purposeful in who he picks, who he chooses. And he is purposeful in how, what he has chosen you for. He's chosen each and every one of us, and he's very purposeful in what he's chosen us for. And, uh, but he's, he didn't pick Mary randomly. He doesn't pick people randomly. He, he, the Bible says about, of Noah, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He's looking for men and women who, almost like he can, can, can connect with the power of the Holy Spirit. To fulfill and bring about his purpose and his plans. Second Chronicles 16 and verse 9, the first part of that says, The eyes of the Lord scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. <laughs> that he may show himself strong to those whose hearts are set towards him or, or, or set, set, set hearts are loyal to him. God is looking for people whose hearts are set towards him. He's looking for people whose hearts are loyal to him. He's scanning. Now, when, 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 when Gabriel spoke to Daniel, Dan, Daniel's in a place of prayer. He's in a place of repentance. He's crying out for his city. He's crying out for the nation. He's crying out for himself. And he's crying out... And, and God finds him. Guess when Gabriel turns up and speaks to him, he's looking for people whose hearts are set towards him. And so he finds Mary. He's looking for people who are favored. And you see, we, 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 we will all say, a lot of people will say, you know, we're favored. I've heard people say, well, I'm a Christian, I'm favored. Yes, we are. Of course we are. We're favored by God. You know, he is hunting for people who hearts are set to him. Luke 1 verse 28 through 31 says, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, And consider what manner of greeting is this. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. 
Church, I, I believe we position ourselves for favor. I don't believe we can just say we're favored. We are favored because of who we are in Christ, but we cannot, I believe, just say we're favored and just live some crazy sort of life. You know, he finds favor. When, 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 when Mary was found by Jesus or found by the angel, she wasn't out on a nightclub. Now she wanted, I don't believe she was surfing around Facebook trying to find something about, about somebody. I don't believe she was scanning around, you know, on her, on her computer looking up, what's that, find the fish in the sea or something? More fish in the sea or? Data, dating, there you go. I'm stupid, come and find me, sort of thing. That's sort of thing, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't believe she was doing this. I believe she was in a place where God could hear, she could hear from God. She's positioned to find favor. You know, she, I, I, I believe, you know, it was clear that David meant something to her. Romans chapter 1 and verse 1 through 3 says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scripture, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. So she, he, he was speaking to somebody who had an understanding of the purposes and the plans of God's. Because he says he will be the son of David. This Jesus who you're going to carry. See, I believe Mary, she had this. She was a person who God had found. She'd found favor with God. And God speaks a word over her to be fulfilled. And she has the audacity to believe it. Come on, we need, we need to get bold. And when we know that we know that we know that God has spoken a word over life, we need to have the guts and the boldness and the audacity to believe it. You know, if we can't take God at his word, who can? You know, many times people who aren't even in church, people who are not even believers will take God at his word more than maybe a believer. Because they will expect God to do something for them. How many of you got people in your world will you, who will say to you, will you say a prayer for me on Sunday? Why has to wait three, three days for you to get the prayer? You know? <laughs> but they think there's that special. It's because you're a Christian, you go to church. If you say a prayer for them, you've got to get only say a prayer on Sundays when you're in church. And you've got that big old altar and the, and the pastor's got all the paraphernalia on the pole and all that sort of thing. You know, we need to have the audacity to, to believe God that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Because that's what his word says. That's what his word says. So she, she has the audacity to believe God and take him at his word. You see, that is faith. That is faith. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of those things not yet seen. So she, she, she's heard it. She's received it. And she has the faith to believe it. And so she, you know... 
The Amplified again says, Now faith is the assurance, the conviction, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed in the senses. And that's, that's faith, what faith is. It's a substance of those things hoped for, the evidence of those things not yet seen. So she has faith. She has your gut. She has the audacity to believe God at his word. And I don't believe she casts it off in her, just, you know, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. She didn't just cast it off as, as just some crazy thing and says, well, whatever. <laughs> and many times we would do that, wouldn't we? We would just say, well, well whatever. If that's what you say, uh, then okay. And maybe that's the last we think about it. But this, this Mary, she pursued the word which has been spoken over her, and she did the right thing with it. Sometimes we just do the, totally the wrong thing with the words which are spoken over us. And we haven't got time to go into all what she did. But if you read that today, you know, the Luke chapter 1, you'll find out and you'll see what she did with the word that was spoken over her. And that is not just spiritual, that's wisdom. That's wisdom, doing the right thing. It's wisdom builds a house. Wisdom, will, wisdom connected with your faith will bring about the, what seemingly is impossible. So, so she goes to her cousin, and it's, it's a fascinating story. Fascinating. How the, we see the working of the Holy Spirit to, in the lives of those who believe God. And we haven't even had Pentecost yet. We haven't had, but the Holy Spirit is working. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will conceive in your womb, and you shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. What an incredible word she's receiving. What an incredible, she doesn't just say whatever. Her response was, let it be to me according to your word. She says, let it be to me according to your word. Come on, we ought to be a people who say, let it be to me. Let it be to us. Let it be to our community. Let it be to our family. Let it be to our children. Let it be to our situation we're facing right now according to your word. That's why, church, we need to know what God's word says over situations in our life. What his word says over the natural things we face throughout, and the reality of the natural things we face in our, in our natural world. What does God's word say over our life? What does God's word say over our business, over our finance, over our family, over our children, over our health? What does his word say over us? You see, she says, let it be to me according to your word. Well, she, I believe she was a word girl. Because she starts to line up other parts of his word, other words. And when you bring all his words into line, you see the power of God manifest. See, sometimes we'll say, okay, let it be to me according to your word because the word is nice. The word is very attractive. The word is, uh, you know, for what God is saying to us is excellent. and We love it and it's nice for us and it makes us feel good. But then there's other areas in our life that aren't lining up with his word, which he has already spoken. I 
I tell you, sometimes we, we we're expecting God to do something in our life where we, we say we've got faith for his word, but there's some part of his word which he has spoken in the word of God which we are not living, which we haven't brought into line with how we're living our life. God is bound by his word, but he doesn't operate contrary to his word. Hello? He is bound by his word, but he doesn't operate contrary to his word. So many times we'll find ourselves praying for something that our prayer is, is going contrary to something God has already said. Or we're asking God to bless something where, 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 where there's something, some part of his word which we're not living by. And it's like we try and confuse God. I sometimes think God needs to give us a good shake sometimes and say, come on, you know, if you just get this right, just let me see what I'll let, just, just see what I'll do. If you could just get this right, it's like bringing things in a line. Now you see sometimes how you, you, there's a is there just some sort of game or something where you push a rod through and you have to have all these holes lined up, and it, as soon as you get the holes lined up, it'll just go straight through. You've only, only got to have one piece that has the hole in the wrong place. Boom, boom, boom. You deal with that one bar, then push, push a little bit, and that hole comes in line, and straight the way through the thing goes. We, we can't expect God to operate contrary to his word. So he speaks this word over life, and she goes with it. You know, and, and the, the angel departs. This word is very significant. But what she does and what we do with the word after the messenger has departed is vital to its fulfillment. See, that word is, is within us and that word has come within us and that word is we taken on board. And then that word within us becomes subject to us. It becomes subject to what we do with it. See, this, this word wasn't the first word spoken by God. God is into speaking words, isn't he? He's, he's into speaking words. You know, if you go back, back right to the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, well, throughout the Genesis, he's speaking about how he spoke the word into existence. He spoke the world into it. And God said in verse 26, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Whoa. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let us have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing which creeps on the earth. God spoke a word to speak mankind into existence. And when he spoke mankind into his, how many believe you're, you're, there's a little bit of mankind in you? He let us make mankind or man in our image and in our likeness. What's your understanding of being made in the image and likeness of Christ or in the image and likeness of God? What is your understanding of being made? Do you ever think about that? He spoke this word 
for mankind to come into existence. And he says, in this word, says, I come into existence in the image and the likeness of us. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It speaks of the character and the spiritual state. And here we see the second Adam coming into the world, and the second Adam comes into the world by a word. And referred to in John chapter 1 and verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. God is into words. And church, God is bound by his words. And so when Jesus came because of his word, you know, sometimes we don't fully appreciate the weight of what this Mary was carrying. The second Adam coming, which was planned and and prophesied and was purposeful in him coming. He's coming in this world, and, and, and Mary is, re- is responsible for carrying it. Sometimes we don't always appreciate the, the weight of what we're carrying with the words God has spoken to us. And she, she is carrying this weight, and she is carrying this word. And so Jesus comes to restore us to our original and intended state. Wow. And church, that is what we're celebrating at Christmas. That is what we celebrate at Christmas. The means by which we can, can be returned and can return to our, you know, to, in our relationship with God to that original state. And he spoke a word, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, <clears throat> in the character and the spiritual state of God. That's what we celebrate this Christmas. That's what we're remembering. That's what we're bringing into our thought pattern. That's what we're digesting. That's what we're playing placing on our hearts. So that's why I don't like taking Christmas too lightly. Because it's the, it's the time that, we're, that the Word of God came into existence, was spoken, and that second Adam came and gave us the ability To be restored to what God spoke when He said, Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And through our acceptance, of course, of Jesus Christ, that's who we are. That's who we are. We're children of God. We're children of God. And so and I, that, this, is, this, is the, this is the sort of girl that Mary was. She was a child of God. She knew who she was. She knew that when the angel Gabriel spoke to her, there was some connection. He found favor with her. She knew that if she allowed the Holy Spirit to work within her, anything could happen. And when we allow, take the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to work within us, anything can happen. That's why you need, I think it's crazy when as Christians we resist the work of the Holy Spirit. We resist it. Or we get frightened by it. You know, allow the Holy Spirit to quench our, to, to, 
quiet and I prayed, allow the Holy Spirit to work within us. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. Allow the Word to have an effect. See, Mary have that effect on us. Mary welcomed the Word. She welcomed it. She was a bit surprised, as you would be, a 12 foot angel turns up. But she, she, church, she wasn't just doing the dishes, I believe. Or if she was, she was doing them under the power of the Holy Spirit. She wasn't just being flickle in, her, in, her, in the way she was living her life. She was living it purposefully. Because God, God, God meets us at that point. He says, we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And so I believe she lived her life in a state of drawing near to God. And if you live your life in a state of drawing near to God, he will draw near to you and he will speak to you. Sometimes people struggle with, how do I hear from God? Well, spend time with him. <laughs> well, how can, I, how can I build on... How can I build on on the word which I've received, we'll go spend time with your relatives. Well, as long as, you know what I mean, go, go spend time with people who are doing life the way you believe you want to do your life. She went to Zachariah, she went to Elizabeth, and um, because she, she was, in a sense, moved by the Holy Ghost to be, to be with them because they were, doing, they were people who, got, who, who were witnessing what God was doing within her. So if you, if you struggle with hearing from God, spend time with him. Because he, if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. You know, she, she, was, she welcomed this word. And so church, it's very important when we receive a word from God. Every person in this place, I believe, is holding a word from God. And he is watching over his word. To perform it. Second part of that scripture should have bellowed back at me. <laughs> he is watching over his word to see we did we need to believe that. Don't be afraid to finish my verses. For me. My grandmother was a taskmaster at it. <laughs> I remember sitting next to her in church. <laughs> she wasn't on her iPad. She wasn't on her phone. She was trying to beat Pastor Evely to the end of his scripture. Whether it was to prove to me that she knew it by heart or whatever. <laughs> Come on, don't be afraid. He is watching over his word to... to perform it. Yes, you see, he's watching over his word to perform his word in your life. He is watching over his word and so he is very protective of his word. God has value to his word. So he, 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 he gives words to people who he knows are going are to bring about those words who have the, or who have the potential to bring about those words. And he is watching over it. 
So if you've got a word which you think, well, that has been a little bit of a long time, be sure God is in the things, it hasn't really happened yet. I'm, you know, just really wish it's going to take place. I'm, I'm believing it. I know God's spoken to me about it. Um, Maybe you've forgotten it, but even today, God is just bringing that back to your remembrance. Oh, yes, I know. Remember, God spoke a word over me about that. I have got, we have got, this church has got numerous words over it, which he is watching over to perform. I believe he's waiting a lot of, he's waiting a lot of time on us, on me. He's waiting on you to respond, to have the audacity to believe and say, let it be to me according to your words. I believe we need to be a people of faith. We say we're people of faith, but I believe we need to be a people of faith, a people of audacious faith. And say, let it be to me according to your words. Mary, welcome this word. But and we need to respond to the word because the word, when it comes to us, is now, is now subject to us. It's subject to me. It's subject to you. So I said to you this morning, when the word has come, do you line the word up with the word? And so Mary, I believe, was lining the word up with the word because she would have known she would have known who this angel was talking about as soon, if she didn't know as soon as she mentioned David, she knew. Oh, yes. My Joseph. He's of the line and lineage of David. Whoa. And I, I believe when that, when that dropped in her spirit, she just leapt. The Bible says she went with haste. That means going quick. If anybody, if you're, if you're, if you're in King James. You know, she went with haste to, into the hill country and found her cousin Elizabeth. And when she told her what God has spoken to her, when she, hers, a few hers here. When Mary told Elizabeth what had happened to her, Mary, uh, sorry, Elizabeth, was carrying another miracle baby who had been prophesied before. I'll tell you, it's so important who we hang around. Because the, the Holy Spirit just leapt. Woo! And they started prophesying. And this poor old Zachariah, trying to get his words out, but he can't get any words out. Because he, 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 God knew he was a man who could be, could, could be a little bit unbelieving. Could try and work things out himself. And he was past working anything out himself anyway. And his wife was barren. God done a work for them. Probably a man who was as good as dead in that area of his life. So, so as this word which we carry, do you line it up with the word? Or do you try and fit it with all the other words that are bombarding you? All the other words that you're carrying, all the other words that are there facing, all the other words you're trying to make it fit. See, she, she, she just knew it was the word. 
And church, Mary's response to the word gave the Holy Spirit access. Mary's response to the word gave the Holy Spirit access. I got, I, there's lots of walking I can do today, isn't there? You know? yeah, no, I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to deface these envelopes. Your response to the word gives the Holy Spirit access. And she conceived and brought a son, Jesus. You know, she was, she was, she was a container of so much. She's a container of so much, container of this word. There's people in here this morning who are containers of, of words. Containers of words where I believe the Holy Spirit wants access. Because he wants to release you into the next stage of your life. He, he never called us just to be the same. You look in the mirror, you're, you've compared with the mirror you looked in 20 years ago, things look different. Things move on. God is wanting to do new things. He's wanting to use you more for his service. He wants to use you more. To, to, and, and, and everything we do for God is to glorify God. How are you holding on to a word this morning? It's not yet been fulfilled. Have you got dreams and not yet been for your dreams? You know, I believe a lot of times dreams can be words. If we are spiritual and if we're spending time with God and we're drawing close to Him, you know, He, we are recipients of good words. Recipients of good words. And sometimes we think the words He gives us and the words He speaks over us are crazy. You couldn't get a more crazy word to be spoken over Mary than you shall conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit and you shall bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. How many you holding? If you're, if you're holding on to a word, just stand up. Just now, you've got a word. I, I, I hope you've got a lot of words, but if you're holding on to just one specific word. Seems, seems a bit crazy. And in many ways, the crazier the words, I'm not talking crazy stupid. I'm talking crazy powerful. Crazy, crazy life changing, crazy destiny building. But if you're, if you're, if if it's, if it seems like an impossible word, don't worry about it. Because for with God nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power, or impossible of fulfilment. So place your hand on your heart and say, God, thank you for your words. And if you can receive that word, just say, I receive it. I receive it. 
Let's say this, for God, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power. I thank you for your power or impossible of fulfillment. Father, I pray for every person who's carrying a word this morning. And I believe that when we say yes, that gives the Holy Spirit access. Holy Spirit, touch and empower every person. who's holding this word. Just release the Holy Spirit over that word. If you pray in the spirit, your spiritual language, just pray in your spiritual language right now. I'll release this word. Let it sink. Let it be cemented, let it be embedded, let it be rooted. And if there's areas where other words need to come into line, bring that revelation in Jesus' name. Bring that revelation in Jesus' name. It's not without power. It's with the power from on high. Don't let that word die dormant. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Seek out those who have testimony. Not who have ideas or have opinions, but seek out those who have testimony of the fulfillment of God's word in their lives. Because iron sharpens iron. Get around people who will stoke the fire of the words. Get around people who will fan the flames of the words. Not around somebody who will throw a blanket over it. Not around somebody who will pour some water on it. Not around somebody who will dilute it but get around somebody who will fan the flames and stoke the fire. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you receive something this morning? If you receive something this morning, don't let it, don't, don't let it just die. Seeds, you know, they, they fall on good ground. Maybe on a Sunday morning in church. When you get out in the street, sometimes those, the wind of the world will start blowing them away. Hallelujah. 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 Is Nico here this morning? Is Nico here this morning? Let me pray for you, Nico. Jesus. I'm going to talk for you, Nico, this morning. Just come here. I'm going to 
talk for I just want to just stretch your hands towards Nico. Nico's mother is gravely ill. She's in Fiji. She's gravely ill. She needs a miracle. If she doesn't get a miracle, don't need to say anymore. Pray for his family. Amalani and William have been here. Let's pray for Nico and his family. Let's stretch your hands towards them. Father, we thank you for who you are. Father, we thank you for who you are to Nico and for his family, for his father and for his mother, his brother and his sister. Father, we pray for this family right now, particularly for Nico's mother. Father, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would just be upon the hospital room and we call upon the name of Jesus to minister into her life, minister into the life of the family and may they know the peace of God which passes all understanding. Father, we are, we're a people who believe in your word, which we've been talking about today. And in your word, it says, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. So, Father, we pray and have the audacity to pray and believe, God, that our prayers are heard in heaven and have action on earth. Your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name. May they sense your presence right now at this hour. Bring healing into that room. Bring restoration in Jesus' name. We love on you, love on your family. Amen and amen. God is good and he's good all the time. Hallelujah. Let's worship God for a few minutes.